Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. About, you want to talk about the 3060? There aren't any 3060 club members. Therefore, in researching this, there is nothing to research. But just to drool over the 3030 club and, and remember days of yore. I mean, is 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 it days of yore? What do you, what do you mean by days of yore? You mean Cedric Mullins 2021? Yeah, seasons that we've experienced. <laughs> ah, I mean, because I, I was thinking, I did look at this and, and think fondly about owning Christian Yelich when he was a top 10 player. Ah, Christian Yelich, yeah. And, I mean, didn't you have Ian Kent... Ian Kinsler on the year that he was, uh, he went 30-30? I did. And, you know, actually, the thing about some of these 30-30 years is that they're actually damaging to you in fantasy because they mean that I kept Ian Kinsler for three more years than I should have. 30-60 club. We may have a new member here very shortly. As far as I can tell, he did not do it yesterday. If you look at this 30-30 list that you put together for us, and, I mean, you could easily juice a bunch of these stolen base numbers, right, with the new rules. Like I mean, what what yeah. would these oh, yeah. what would these look like? I mean, a bunch of these, like Vlad Guerrero. I'm looking at those 2001, 2002, 37, 40 stolen bases. He breaks that. He can break. He could have broken 60 with current rules. Oh yeah, uh, I mean Carlos Beltran. Yeah, Carlos Beltran, only guy to do it in both leagues. Love that. That was it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I know some of these guys. Uh, yeah, with the better rules, you probably could have done it. And I guess I mean so Acuna is already on here for a 41 mm-hmm. so i guess we could we could effectively scale this up right so we could use this as a control test because acuna <laughs> is going to be a 3060 this year he was 41 37 in 2019 so if we assume that any guy who stole 37 ish bags had a good shot at it that's a lot yeah, of guys then, that's a lot of guys here that could have gotten 3060 yeah alfonso soriano could you imagine oh. alfonso soriano could have gotten 4660 yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, I know. In the in the current era, that'd be. <sighs> so, did you feel some sentimentality towards Mookie in Boston? A little bit. It just it, it's never felt more real and gross as seeing him in a Dodgers uniform in Fenway Park. Well, that's I mean, you know, historical L.A. Boston rivalries. That's uh, it. It's interesting that the MLB hadn't, in my opinion, hadn't really cashed in on that city rivalry until now and they then and they're not really cashing in on it but you're right with the with more games you're gonna have more more intersect it is funny the like there is such a there's not re, like la new york they're sort of in like the theater world mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah there's like a rivalry but in real world there's but, more of a there's more of a um like there's there's more of a rivalry between LA and Boston. If you like think to, towards like, I think to Bojack Horseman, the way <laughs> that they lampooned Boston. Yeah. Well, I think, but part of, I mean, part of that in the sports world is just that LA thinks they should be the best at everything. Right. And Boston yeah. is the best sports town. Right. His, yeah. like historically, unambiguously, they've had the strongest teams across the four leagues. So it's, they're the natural, te- they're the natural city to attack if you want to be, the top of any sporting 
they're the natural foil as well as they are of the you know there there are rabid fan bases in yeah. the northeast from yep. philadelphia through boston and i mean come on even toronto probably has a better like fan base than LA does for all the sports except for maybe the Dodgers I think, but Boston fans are crazy I mean the, the one the one that's falling short I would say I think MLB is probably coming up as number three of four because I would say you know obviously NBA is the number one I'd say NHL might actually be number two right because the Kings have been effective no, no, recently no 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 the, the Dodgers you are, think the Dodgers are clearly number two you think so okay yeah. and then I would oh, yeah. say that LA American football teams are obviously for because ineffective in it's LA in LA ineffective in LA right the Rams LA have, Galaxy the Rams have been effective oh there's one there's another one MLS <laughs> good LA Galaxy New England Revolution huge rivalry as well TGFBI I think we are headed towards the grand convergence here so I'm at 198 up from 229 you're at 159 down from 124 it would be fitting if we met at like 160 top third that would be funny that would make total sense like right, total sense. sitting right, sitting right at the top third would be approximately it. Um, I'm actually feeling, I'm actually feeling good. I went, I went for a big spend this past week because Ooh. realized less than a quarter of the season left, and I had four hundred dollars, so I spent you know 120 of it. Trying out this process, continuing to try out the prospect train. Still have uh, Jordan Westberg, who has actually been totally fine in my lineup. <sighs> yeah, totally fine. Not not setting the world on fire though. Don't need to set the world on fire in TGFBI. Yeah, true. So. I went for three guys that are getting big league looks right now. Jordan Wicks, whatever, on the tail of a good good start for the Cubs. They're going to start him more. Um, Everson Pereira filling in for the Yankees here. He was really mm-hmm. doing well in the minors, um, and he's relevant to the to our main segment, also related to our previous segment on the 30-30 clip. Um, and then Davis Schneider, who's on the wrong, <laughs> that was overly, overly enunciated, Schneider, um, Schneider, <laughs> Schneider uh, is on, is on the, maybe the wrong side of a platoon, but has been getting some good numbers. So maybe worth a, a bench look. And then just cashing in on the Tanner Scott save attempts now that David Robertson has been officially removed in Miami. There you go. So I'm doing, I'm doing what we said, which was, I've more or less given up on caves, K's. Which is why I caves caves. Well, I've given up on Jake Cave too, but that's different. I, uh, I uh, with 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 Tanner Scott, you know, really really investing to try and get some saves here. Not really as worried about innings pitched. Try to maximize a little bit of a year in whip. Same thing true with with Jordan Wicks. So doing what we said. We'll see see if the trend continues. If I can stay, really would like to stay below two hundred. Yeah, I I gotta be able to stay below two hundred. But I had a bad pitching week and offensively free willy i mean what was i thinking <laughs> i know i know i know he punished he punished both of us i mean he i've said, shares of him too <laughs> he's a he's got so few games this week why even start him but of course he hits a home run in each one that he's, he's on my bench i know so so frustrating good for you willy good for you i had bryce Turang. you picked him up i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right yeah good. funny thing about him his um his hat played so many games in milwaukee his hat usa baseball <laughs> <laughs> there is that on the tgfbi website tgfbi they're pretty and bad and they're and pretty and bad about updating pictures yeah it's, it's they've, not very good they've historically been quite bad about that um how much money do you have left uh under 200 okay now i think i mean i i really i don't know where to see that fast i really want to spend all of my money this year 
I feel a lot better about the amount of money that I've spent, and I because I overspent on um, CES. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Ahsoka. Do you like the show? It's fine, but I, I don't, I don't know that I feel any better about this show than I did about Bounty Hunter, Hunter after first two episodes. So that is concerning. Hmm. I, I disagree. I think there's. I think this is this is more of a this is more of a Star Wars property than, than Bounty Hunter. Yeah. Oh, for certain, it's a Star Wars property. But this is in the same way why I'm I'm totally out on all the Marvel movies. Is that like I got behind by two, and it's like I don't I I can't watch them because there's like so much interconnected stuff. That like I tried to watch which one did I try to watch? I tried to watch one of them, and it was like I I don't understand what's happening here. I need to watch six movies just to get to this point to understand what's happening so in some ways this ahsoka there are things where it's like i feel like they're giving me a half beat where i should know something like that drawing that mural sure no i mean like i'm totally supposed to know this and this guy uh, ezekiel i think it's ezra right cornell yeah (laughs) i'm gonna watch the rest of it right you're gonna watch the rest of it Yeah. yeah 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 I, I I struggled through Bounty Hunter. So this is this is so much better than than Bounty Hunter. I'm just saying that's that's it. the floor. This is the floor, and I'm also talking about watching some of the old content that I feel yeah. like I need to watch now to I, understand it. I think that's valid, but this is so much better with Fett. This is like this is like where does this slot in? I mean, this is going to be better than Obi Wan. I feel like I feel like uh, my my prediction is that this slots in between Obi Wan and Mandalorian. Maybe. We'll see. Andor is better. Andor is better. So on a main topic today, home runs and stolen bases, because I need both. But the big problem is that these categories are usually orthogonal, which is something we discovered in our TGFBI analysis. The only time they're not orthogonal. <laughs> we just said 30-30 club. <laughs> I, this is my caveat. The only time they're not orthogonal is when you're picking a top 10 guy, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the thirty thirty club on the waiver waiver wire. You're absolutely correct. It is yes. totally orthogonal. Yes, every guy that was in the thirty thirty club was a top ten fantasy pick. No, no. Okay, immediately and, after ended they the were. season in top ten, right for yeah. sure. So by the time it was clear that they were going to be a thirty thirty player, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know any of these guys. Any of these guys who was like end of the year ended up on the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, I'm looking to pick somebody up in August. Let me get Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, not happening. So, so I think the question now is, you know, it's acute for me because I'm in the playoffs. But let's say that you were in this for TGFBI and you needed home runs and stolen bases. What's the strategy here? I think the strategy is to pick separately. Like you just have to bite. It is just bite the bullet and be like, I need home runs guys and I need stolen bases guys, with one singular exception that you identified. So, how should we approach this? Uh. Oh, okay. Well, you you're the one who are who's in this bind right now. Yeah. So I, I want to hear how how you approached it. I approached it the way that we've discussed, which is you just have to you have to maximize the options at both. And to me, that means possibly jettisoning other things. So take home runs at the expense of average, like guys that are low yeah. average. Who cares? Doesn't matter. I'm I'm punting on average right now yeah. for home runs. But then conversely. I need relatively high average guys because I need some guys who are going to get on base to steal. <laughs> well, Billy Hamilton will <laughs> would like a word. <laughs> yeah, so I I think I mean the tactic here is just 
is just going to be no more balanced attack. It's just maximizing guys that can get home runs, guys that can get stolen bases. I, I can't care about like a guy that gives me stolen bases and runs. I can't care about a guy that gives me average and home runs anymore. We just can't do that. Singular focus, maximize. Now, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I understand with that. I understand what you're saying and, and, and totally agree. Now, the other question that I have is, how then do you identify those players? How have what what did you say in this? Like I'm going to identify these players through X. So my tactic at for thing for small number statistic categories like home runs and stolen bases, I think you have to look at the whole season at this point. So this is not what we normally do, right? So I normally would recommend look at how guys have been doing for the past three weeks on on how they're performing. But right now I need guys that are tried and true guys that have hit 20 home runs by the time at this point of the season or guys that have stolen you know 12 uh. plus bases total i need guys that have a track record that are going to give me a good shot at it so that's what i was trying to maximize so you you don't want the current opportunity well that means that no wonder you didn't add uh trevor story yeah so trevor story is is the one guy that that is that's available in our home league who would possibly give you a shot at both but trevor story to me is not is not that guy who's maximized the full season of of either thing obviously because he's theoretically not been playing been been hurt and you dropped duvall right before he hit a home run duvall was bad when i owned him (laughs) duvall was very bad when i owned him i can't that was unfortunate I can't look. It's like can't look backwards. When you do these analyses, and it's like, who's the number one guy that you should add? That guy that you dropped last Thursday. Yep. Ah, fuck. Yep. I can't. I can't. <laughs> never, I can't look back, man. I I can't look never back. Never good. Okay. I was interested. So what I pulled up here for you was um, CBS. I said CBS says you should be looking at the following. Now that is using their projections mm-hmm. through the. Uh, for the next week heavy use of air quotes like, uh, heavy be- heavy use of air quotes for all the uh viewers at home who who knows with this stuff like there's secret sauce comes up with players where you're like okay that's from a full season that's not um stolen base guys do you want to predict do you want to predict anything how many stolen bases are you going to get through these people from these people from the cbs guys or from my guys your guys well, well, I think I think this past week was an underperformance. I had I had four across the board. I'm pretty sure I can do I can do better than that. I mean, I have no. I meant from the guys you picked up. Oh, from the guys I picked up. Um, so I I went I also went for Everson Pereira in this in this league, who's my only my only batter that I picked up. And I would say I would say there's a good shot that he gets two this week. He's got nice favorable matchups. Now that was the question that I wanted to really get at like how much like we could model the shit out of this right of like this is this is the rate at which this person to this basis this is the rate at which the teams let up stolen bases like this is what what our actual expect is because we could do that down yeah. to a down to a game level right yeah do you think which one do you think would be easier to do stolen bases or home runs probably home runs would be home more, runs for sure yeah would probably less be more correct I mean, stolen bases, stolen base model, a proper stolen base model will include more ingredients just because it is so much easier to steal on certain pitches. You have to be on base to steal a base. There's a two-step process. I I was even thinking next level. I mean, obviously you have to be on base, but I think certain pitchers are much easier to steal off of than others. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
certain ballparks it's easier to steal certain pitchers certain teams steal more i know there's so much there's so much more soft stuff that we wouldn't be able to um that we'd have to model yeah so i think <laughs> i mean your question about like how many stolen bases do you think i'm gonna get is a good one because it's much harder to predict i mean it's it's even stolen bases even with the increased numbers this year is still a smaller number statistic than home runs yes it, yeah and in any small number statistic is subject to random variations on on any sort of given week so if you if you were to ask me which one of these am i more worried about answer is obviously stolen bases <laughs> i'm obviously more yeah. worried about actually getting the stolen base total well you also have a higher chance of success with home runs or with stolen bases with stolen bases Ooh, as in no no i mean for the same reason that you're more concerned about it because oh. there's more variance you sure. have more chance of success because it's all just a crapshoot sure i mean i for for the most part in fantasy baseball i always consider stolen bases to be a 50 50 prospect i have julio rodriguez on my team and it's still a crapshoot yeah well julio rodriguez is not uh acuna no he's not acuna but he's got 35 stolen bases he doesn't have none <laughs> okay so you took out so you took everson Pereira. you put willie adamas on your bench or Luis arise i put arise on my bench so arises it that's exactly the player that needs to like sit because arises out you're out you're out on average who cares who's the other let's say there's one more logical person to sit it would be brandon drury but you don't have another first baseman i think yeah so so the first base the first base log jam is is currently an issue for me well i mean i do have another first baseman his name is anthony rizzo and he's been riding the il because the yankees apparently don't have a concussion protocol (laughs) i mean Mm, mm, yeah that's that's true who okay so who out who would be your third i want want to have three players i want to pick three guys off of my list and see if they get more stolen bases than everson Pereira and the two and probably brandon drury you're saying stolen bases um, specifically yes i think i mean the other guy who's usually in the rotation for me is james outman who actually has a good number of stolen bases but is is the first guy that i sub out usually so yeah, can I pick three players that would, uh, I guess, eclipse in stolen bases and home runs? Brandon yeah. Drury, James Outman, and Everson Pereira. Yeah, I love it. Oh, do I? I guess I need a first baseman, right? I need a first baseman. I, so, is Pat <laughs> does is Patrick Wisdom eligible at first? It can't can't be all second baseman. You you currently picked three second basemen. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll totally solve that. Well, Tommy um, Tommy Edmond is my second baseman, so you know. Can you go to the outfield? Is the outfield eligible? Who? Oh, Patrick. I have so I have to do Patrick Wisdom. Is um, is Tommy Edmond outfield eligible? Yes, but I don't have as I don't have a backup second baseman. Right, right. No, that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying if I was to sub in into your team, if I was to three second baseman, I would put one second baseman in. And okay. Oh, I so see. yeah. All right. So I have to say Wisdom. Yeah. Story, Birdie, and Wisdom. Will they have more home runs and stolen bases than? Oh, it's actually pretty depressing because I think there's a, a good shot. Pereira, Drury, and Outman. Yep. That that both of those lists are so incredibly waiver wire. <laughs> that... <laughs> well, that's a that was my idea of, of this segment was it was like like it's sort of like last week of of picking picking players your starting pitchers off of the waiver wire. Yeah. Oh man. When you say those three names together on my team, it's like, oh boy. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Ferrero Drury and Outman. Really, really leaning on or those story guys. Story birdie wisdom. Yikes! Yikes! Okay, let's watch it. It's gonna be that's gonna be fun. It's not like your season hangs on the. No, 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 totally. On this this is it. completely chill. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. I think that about brings us to the review session. DJ LeMayhew. He plays second base. There we go. We're done. We're done <laughs> this. He's, you know, on uh, on Baseball Savant, they listen as a third baseman. <laughs> so it's kind of all these what things. What is with the Yankees? All these things are funny. All right. DJ LeMayhew. He's been around for quite a number of seasons at this point. 2023, he's hanging out 436 plate appearances so far. 42 runs, 34 RBIs, 12 home runs, 247 average, and zero stolen bases um this is this is a good career in decline right oh yeah i mean i mean not to give too much information about us but he's our age so uh if you wanted to know if you were a not really elite player but made it to the majors made a lot of money we're on the decline this is what you would look like um so he he's been elite in he was elite in average in the peak of his career, right? Oh, man. I owned him a lot of years but in Colorado because it was yeah. like, this is – I love this guy. Yeah. But interestingly, as per our earlier conversation that was going to be offline, never over 200 hits. I'm looking at his looking at his career numbers here. Maxed out at 197 nope. in tw- the first this year why, with the Yankees. This is why that when they do 200 hits, it's so difficult. One, Small pool. 97, 192, really close. Really close. Even in a year when he hits, man, he hit, he hit 348 in a full season. See, but we're, you know why? Because we're uncovering another problem with him. 145 games in 190, for his 197 hits. That is Come true. on, guy. Five more games. You would have gotten there. So the only year that he, so he's gotten 150s, played 155. He's not going to get to, he's not going to get to 150 this year, obviously. Uh, he got 125 last year. He should eclipse that. But yeah, these, CBS says 137. But this is this is a massive decline in in run production, which is what you want him for in theory, right? A high average guy, which is insane, given that he's been batting first, yeah. in front of Judge, yeah. What, how how does that? It doesn't compute. It doesn't compute, which actually to me says next year he's going to have a better year than he's having this year, and he's no. going to be a buy low opportunity. I I disagree. I think I think we're all right. I think we're actually, every single category. He's going to have a better year next year. Every single year. category. Every scoring category. Uh, sure. I'll. Well, okay. So stolen bases is a moot point because, well, maybe not. So you you would say like he's going to get one next year. Yep. Uh, I'll take that. I guess the one the sure. one that I would be like that you're probably going to get home runs. Um, but other than that, I feel like I. I have a good opportunity. I think I think RBIs could be down, legitimately could be down. I think I think they could easily drop him in the order quite a bit next year. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think well, they have they're to, not going to be. I think they're going to So, I should look at FanGraphs for what his what how long do they have him for? Um, I don't know. Free agent 2027. Wow, so they got him. So they're going to play him. He's a I mean, he is a jackknife guy, right? He's he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. His eligibility is all over the place. Which, which is you could use him on your team for filling at first base. You don't don't remind me. I know I know that I could use him on my team. Base running is terrible right now. It's weird, you know. So so he's only back to batting first again. So he was batting, he was batting five four five actually. Wait, how has he been? How did he bat so many games at four? I don't know. He batted so many games at four, and he's got thirty four RBIs. 
Oh, to, this is really telling. This is a, another thing that this segment is talking about is how bad the Yankees have been this year. Well, we, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess maybe that's actually more of a top line result. <laughs> it's like that's a big thing that I'm betting on is that the Yankees are going to be better next year. He's going to go down to fifth in the order, and and the Yankees are going to be better. And not because he goes down to fifth in the order, but related. Okay, but the, uh, there's. There's going to be improvement. The only reason the Yankees are better next year is if they buy new guys, right? Because they've got Yankees have never done that before. Yeah, but most okay. So so the guys that they're the guys that they're banking on getting better, Aaron Judge can't get better. Glaber Torres, they're they're hoping that he gets better. Anthony Volpe, I guess they're hoping he gets better. Everson Pereira, the aforementioned, is getting looks because the rest of their team is bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is you know in the same boat as DJ Lemayhew. Anthony Rizzo, same boat as them as well. I mean, they do have a logjam at over thirty players who can't play one hundred and sixty games. Yeah, I, I, they're gonna have. Hopefully, they're looking. At, well, I don't know. Hopefully, I assume that they're looking at this and thinking we're gonna have to spend in the off season. They are. I mean, they have to be. All their fans are at looking for blood. If they end up last in the division, that is an embarrassment. Yeah, but you look at this team, and it's not surprising <laughs> to me. I don't know. I think it is a little surprising that they're this uh, that they're that they're last in the division. Last in the division is a bad metric, right? Because I know, but that's what everybody's going to talk about because it's not just about is it the fact you, you know the management can go and say, "Hey, we would have finished second to the Twins in the Central." Isn't going to get anybody off their back. I guess, and I mean, I guess if they're going to go out and use this as. As they're going to use that as motivation to go and spend money. Then, fine. They're going to. Uh, who's the outfielder? I don't know. Is there an outfielder that just got Tommy John who won't be pitching anymore? Who could be like really valuable? I mean, they could York? throw. They could throw a crazy amount of money at Shohei Otani. They would, but he allegedly he wants to stay on the West Coast. Well, you know, easier easier time difference, I guess. Se- Seattle, him and uh, Rodriguez in the same outfield. How would you like that? Does he? I don't think he. I don't think he pitches. I don't think he plays in the field again. You don't think he plays in the field again? If you're going to spend $500 million, which somebody is, you don't want you don't want to risk it. You can tear your UCL in the outfield. his other arm. You, yeah. <laughs> he, he only has to lob it. Yeah. To throw in. You yeah. can first. He doesn't have to throw it again. Okay. I But I guarantee you that in the Yankees front office, they are discussing Shohei Otani. Oh, I, I, I think in most offices, they're discussing whether or not it's realistic. Boston is discussing. You know who's not discussing them? Twins. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Minnesota is not. They're not. No, no one in the Central is discussing it. Who? Like, <laughs> absolutely no one in the AL Central is discussing it. Are you it. kidding? Chicago is talking about it as if, like, <laughs> it, could, it could actually happen. It'd Him, hilarious, Tim though. Anderson, dream team. <laughs> We're set. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. They're not going to box each other. <laughs> okay. Back to DJ. Um, his BABIP right now is 299. Hmm. He's a career 333, hmm. so that's a little low, but he's old, so that's what that's more in line with what he's had the last three years. He just casually rips off he's old after describing the fact that he is our age. <laughs> yeah. In baseball years, that's is it like Ancient. dog years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do love his spray chart. And I've I've always loved yeah. his I've always loved his spray chart. It is just such a such a such a fun hitter too. I, I mean, DJ LeMayhew is like the MLB is like can we clone a hundred more of him and put him in the league? Right. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of player that um, Bob Manfred wants. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
is not really a viable fantasy option anymore. No. Well, I don't know. I think that he's going to be a buy low next year when we're late in the, when we're late in the draft. He's going to be a great great one. Ooh, hit by pitch. Okay, so so but so we already said that you think everything's going to go up next year, but look at this. Can he eclipse his 2022 numbers? 74 runs, 46 RBIs, yes. 261 average, four stolen bases. That's exactly where I was looking. Was it at his 2022 numbers Maybe. to forecast that he will improve for next year? So that's that's why home Maybe. runs, it seems a little bit unlikely that he'll actually get better. But stolen bases, I'm in. See, look at this one. Bibip, though, last year, 285 suggests that he actually, I know. He actually did even underperform on last year. Huh. Okay. All right. Let's see. Who are we doing next week? We're talking about Yandy Diaz. See, we finally do have another good player. This is two good players in a row. I know. Two players that actually are ownable. I know. You'd rather have so many of these guys than all the guys we talked about. Yeah, the last like five guys. Just like gagging. Time for the housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too. Yeah!